What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from beautiful San Diego, California. It was a brisk 80 degrees today. Don't know how I'm going to make it. Uh, unfortunately, this week, our one of our co-hosts, Jake, actually has cooler plans or whatever, and he can't make the show, of course. But we've got five, six of the team here. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the other co-host, super special guest, Zane. Zane, how we doing? What's up, boys? Uh, happy, happy Tuesday. I guess you're listening to this on a, on a Wednesday, though. Super special guest, Zane, here. Um, coming to you live. I would typically say God's country, Spokane, but due to the uh, inclement weather and the uh, thick layer of smoke that is encompassing the city, it's feeling a little bit more like hell these days. Um, but hell of a weekend. We had some phenomenal college football, apparently. And then we had first week of NFL. Can't wait to break it down with the boys. Uh, a little teaser here. Zane's teams had a very great weekend. And my uh, enemies had a horrible weekend. Can't wait to get into it more. A little teaser for the people. I like it. Uh, yeah, my parents are actually up in, uh, well, they're in Coeur d'Alene, but experiencing some of the same weather you guys have. And then uh, we've got a full intern crew tonight. Coop, Dan, Zambi, how we doing? going on amigos intern coop here and yeah first uh full weekend of both college football and nfl in the books and i'd say all my teams are out of any significant postseason picture so that's sick um but that's neither here or there we're here to talk zags amongst other things so let's get it going hello hello intern zambi here no baja for a wild turn of events. I have no idea where he's at, but he's still in the yard somewhere. But as Zane said, I think Snoop Dogg's in Spokane because it is smoky as hell here. But, you know, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Let's go. Beautifully said, as always, Mr. Mister Zamblin. What's up, everybody? Intern Dan here. Uh, nice to be back 100% for this episode. I think you could say I was certainly playing a little banged up last week post Mariner game. So uh, ready to ready to get after it here today. And uh, yeah, beautiful weekend, football galore. Um, nothing better than, than just watching, watching my guy, Scott Hansen take us through seven hours of commercial free football. And uh, that's, that, that's where we got to start today. So without further ado, let's uh, jump right in week one of the NFL in the books. It all came down to a, Thriller Monday night? Can we call it a thriller? Is a little iffy as Russell Wilson makes his return to Seattle only to lose and get outplayed by Geno Smith and the Hawks. It all came down to a ridiculous end of the game, not going for it on fourth and five, instead sending out Brandon McManus for like a 64-yard field goal. Broncos country. Let's die. Zambi, floor is yours. What do we think about that uh, that little intro to the season? Hey, Dan, I appreciate it. You got it almost on the point, but it's lesser uh, white. Oh, you're sorry, that came out wrong. Wide. <laughs> left wide. <laughs> and Broncos country, left wide. I like that. Left wide, left wide. <laughs> but no. Clean it up, um, boys. Clean it up. <laughs> No, it was, it was pretty interesting because I was actually at the Cole Swindell concert during the game and I was getting updates from my brother and my uncle. Uh, uncle was at the game, brother was watching in Spokane. And 
So I was able to watch the pregame, and as you could have imagined, Russ got booed. The guy audibled in the Super Bowl. Then there's the infamous pick. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But the thing that really matters about this is you look at all the former players who are at this game, Cliff Averill, Sherman, Baldwin, Marshawn, all players who were on that team, and they raised the 12th man flag for that. And if you look at the interview comments from Pete, uh, Pete Carroll after the game, he's like, they're like, did you get any vindication for it? He's like, you know, I'm, I'm just happy you, we won. You know, uh, you guys can figure that out for yourselves. Basically saying that Russ was kind of the, the plague of the locker room because it's always been about Russ. And you can tell that. And I guess I don't want to talk too long on this because I can go another 10 minutes. But if you watch Russell's post-game interview, he always has his corny, cliche sign-off. Hand up. Yeah, I'm a Hawks fan. The Go Hawks at the end was great. But he goes, go. Stutters a little bit. He's like, go Broncos. Let's ride. And it's still in his blood. He's realizing his mistake, but now he can't hide behind any, oh, I leave it all up to God. No, answer for your freaking mistakes, Russ. Broncos country, you're on notice. Will Lynn, I know you're listening to this. I want to hear your voice next week. Zambi out. Woo-hoo. That was good, Zambi. That was that was good. Um, where do we want to even start with this game? I feel like just the whole last drive by the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett's decision-making was absurd. And anybody, anybody agree with kicking that field goal on fourth and five there? I, I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I don't think I disagreed with it as much as like some people have been after the fact. I mean, it's pretty easy to sit here, you know, after he missed it and, and criticize the call, but, like, quite frankly, the, the kick wasn't that far off. Uh, and, and if he makes it, no one's questioning anything. Um, I think people still talk about how Russ got outplayed by Geno Smith. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of unfair to put that entire game on that, that decision to kick the field goal there and not go for it. Let's not pretend like Russ was storming down the field and, you know, getting seven to eight yards with ease every play. There was absolutely no guarantee in the world that he was converting that fourth down. And so I, you know, I, I'm not as much of a hater on that, on that call to kick the field goal at the end of the game. I do think if you're the Broncos and you've put all your eggs in this Russell Wilson basket, that, you know, fans may be irritated that he wasn't given the opportunity to, to you know, get into a better position. But, you know, I, I stand by it. I think the kick was pretty damn close. Uh, and there's a lot of Monday morning, well, I guess Tuesday morning quarterbacks here. Yeah, I'm going to disagree entirely with Zane's take. I think when you pay a guy $256 million or whatever the fuck he's making, you don't kick a field goal from 65 yards out. You, I think you have to go for it in that scenario. And you expect your quarterback to make a play. Um I do think, you know, some of this has been on the coach. That was absolutely, absolutely terrible clock management. I think they had three timeouts on the last drive and didn't use a single one of them. Uh, so that's on the coach. But, um, yeah, I think if you're Russ and you're getting paid that much, you need to say something like, yo, I'm getting us in better position as opposed to 
putting on the kicker. So that's just me. Yeah, I mean, that's a brutal start to his Broncos career. Like it was going to – it was lining up for like a storybook ending, Russ to do a typical, you know, fourth quarter, last drive, comeback in Seattle on that stage, and then did I even get that chance? And Nathaniel Hackett's like not trust him and not have confidence in the offense, that is – yikes. Um, but, you, Zane, you're, you get a good point talking about the game doesn't come down to that. Like how about a couple goal-to-go fumbles – Something oh, that, God. Something the USC Trojans know quite a bit about. I think, feel like the Seahawks defense was literally USC yesterday. Well, I did. Didn't didn't uh, Joe Buck say like multiple times that they were the first team to like have that many fumbles in the five yard line since like the 80s? Yeah. It was I mean, <laughs> fuck, maybe you should have kicked the field goal from the two yard line instead of the 65 yard line a couple times. Well, yeah, that was a that was a team that uh, clearly did not play in the preseason that has a new coach and the Broncos think have high expectations, but that is, that, 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 that's a rough way to start it. Um, Zambi, any, any final words from you on maybe just like not even Russ and the Broncos, but how about the Seahawks side of this? Yeah. You know, I think it really comes down to, um, I forgot who said it, but Basically, it comes down to a team game. It's not about one person, which is also kind of a little jab at Russ. That was Pete. Pete said and, that. Uh, yeah, you know, the team, it, they were just playing as a cohesive unit. Granted, we lost Jamal, which freaking sucks. He's probably going to be out the whole year. I think it's a torn groin. Um, but, like, the energy was there. And I think another piece of it, too, because, I mean – the 12s, you know, we have like a reputation for being loud. But with the Seahawks being so prospectively shitty this year, a lot of like passionate fans had the opportunity to get a ticket for this game. And so that's kind of what made it louder. And I think that's also kind of what attributed also to the booze. And, you know, I think it was just electric. I saw a ton of Instagram stories, Snapchat stories. It, it just looked super electric. Graham being Spokane, you know, I'll cheer as much as I can here. They probably can't hear me, but, you know, um, I think that's exactly the way we need to start off the season. And who's first in the NFC West? Our Seattle Seahawks. There you go. I was I was just going to say, just like everyone predicted, the Seahawks are first in the NFC West. And Geno Smith with the line of the year already. They wrote me off. I ain't right back. Gino looking every bit to QB1 in Seattle. So, hell is he going to oh. live past week three with that offensive line? The O line did well for a while, and then it was not pretty. <laughs> Dude, how, many, you know, how many times did he get sacked? Like six? No, I, I'm pretty sure he had like one of the top four passer ratings in the NFL this week. Geno Smith. Played a very clean game. He completed his first 13 passes. It was impressive. It was impressive. Um, so Seahawks, great start to the year. Uh, moving on to a team that probably had about as bad of a start to the year as you could have, maybe outside of like the Packers, but no, this is definitely still worse. Coop, your Cowboys. Uh, week one, Dak goes down. Um, they look horrible. They don't have any skilled player outside of CeeDee Lamb. Uh, is the sky already falling in Big D? 
Uh, if the sky is not already falling, the clouds are definitely there. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty, uh, pretty terrible game. The only bright spot was probably uh, Micah Parsons, who had two sacks on Tom Brady. And um, if it weren't for that, we're probably looking at a much more lopsided score. But yeah, offense looked terrible. And granted, yeah, we're without a lot of key players. I mean, Michael Gallup's out. I think James Washington is out. Um, we dropped a guy in third round. He was out. So we were playing with basically AFL players um, outside of CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. But, yeah, I mean, that's not really an excuse. I mean, you pay Deck a billion dollars. Um, he should be able to, you know, at least muster up a couple good drives. And that wasn't the case. I mean, you know, outside of his injury, I mean, the guy was missing a lot of uh, easy throws, I thought. And, yeah. And Zeke, just cut that man. That dude is a fucking shell of his former self. I like, thought it didn't look that bad, actually. I thought he looked like I mean, he had, I think he had like 50, like 50 yards on like 12 carries, like 52 yards on 10 carries. So maybe not like, I don't know, but like you would think that when you're paying that guy a ton of money that he could, you know, get a couple, like break out a couple long, long runs. And that wasn't the case. So I don't know. I mean, now we're, now we're with Cooper Rush for probably the next month, month and a half. And um, who knows? I mean, we're going to be leading a lot on the run game. So if Zeke can't really muster up 100-yard games, we're probably going to lose. And, yeah, it's going to come down to the defense to first force turnovers and um, create uh, easy drives for us. But time will tell. So, yeah, not a hot start for the boys. Not a hot start at all. And uh, you've got, let's see, you got the reigning AFC champs coming to Dallas next week. With the Cincinnati Bengals, God knows what the hell Bengals team is going to show up there in Dallas. Um, and then you got the Rams in a couple weeks, too. So uh, that's not looking great for for the old Cowboys there. Um, do we have any faith in your namesake, Cooper Rush? Uh, I mean, he did uh, lead us to a W against the Vikings last year. Um, so if we can squeeze that – if Dak's only out. Let's let's give it five weeks. If he can get us two or three wins, and we're at like three and four, three and five, we can maybe save the season. But um, it's a tall ask for a backup quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look good. Um, I don't know about about your boy C.D. Lamb either. I don't think he's gonna have much fun in the next next couple weeks. Until he gets some help back, uh, how's that? How's that Amari Cooper trade trade look for you right now? I mean, we were overpaying Amari Cooper, so it's like <laughs> there's a reason there's a salary cap in the NFL. I mean, I think you know that trade was definitely lopsided in the sense that we basically traded him for pennies, um, but we paid Michael Gallup and um, we signed James Washington as a slot guy. So um, I do think the offense will be a little improved once we get those two guys back. And not having Tyron Smith is also not great. Having your all-pro left tackle out is really shitty. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're very injury-prone right now. And, you know, not a lot you can do about that. Yeah, not a lot you can do about that at all. And I did predict here in this seat last week that the Cowboys would not make the playoffs. And I didn't I didn't foresee this. I, this is not what I wanted. I like Dak. I think – Dak's a good quarterback, but uh, my prediction does look pretty good at this point. I, I probably could double down on that one. 
Um, speaking of my predictions, my Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Chargers, off to a nice little start. Justin Herbert, the MVP campaign off and running, Zane. Uh, don't know if you got to, got to check out your favorite quarterback on Sunday, but he looked he looked pretty good there, sling of the rock in the powder blue. Yeah, didn't didn't get to check it out. Um, you know, credit credit to Herbert. I've sort of uh stood down on this take a little bit, but uh yeah, like you can't you can't argue with with the facts. I do think, you know, the Raiders made this game pretty close at the end. I don't think it was uh, you know, necessarily just a a runaway win. I mean, aside from the fact that it was a five point victory and the Raiders, you know, really took off in that second half and the chargers did pretty much nothing. Um, and so I, you know, I don't think the chargers are necessarily like super bowl contender yet. I think they got potential. Um, I don't think the Raiders defense is like anything to go crying home about. I do. I did kind of like what I saw from uh from Devonte Adams and Derek Carr, I think that's a that's going to be a, a nice little tandem moving forward. Um, but you know, also fuck Keenan Allen. Uh, he's been on my fantasy team as a keeper for like the past six years. This is the first year I dropped him, um, and he did nothing in that game. He got like yeah, I think he got sixty six yards, which is okay, but otherwise did nothing. And so I, I, I stand by that decision. I'm pretty uh, sure he got hurt in the first half, but yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, what a, what a phenomenal, that's, that's one of those difficult decisions that a GM has to make. And uh, I'm glad I did it. Uh, sorry, Keenan Allen, but fuck you. You've heard me too many times. Paige, I know as a, as a one-time Charger fan, I, I, I think you, you sent us a little text in that the, uh, that, that you're falling for your uh, former love again here. Yeah, you know, it happens every season. I think we've gone down this path. We've been doing this for three years now. So every season, it always happens. Week one, they look great. They've made some splashy offseason moves. You know, you get a little excited seeing the powder blues out on the field, which are always my favorite uniform. Um, but I have no doubt that around week four, week five, they'll go back to the same old San Diego Charger roots and just disappoint everyone. So that's when I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, now I remember why I don't actually follow this team. Um, not only because they're in LA, but the heartbreak, the heartbreak every single year. So we'll see, you know, I'm still pretty high on my bills and uh, but you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of like that. Uh-oh. They're kind of like that pesky favor that always comes back, but yeah. All right, I have a question for Paige here. So, if the Chargers come back to Qualcomm, would you go to a game? Uh, well, Qualcomm's demolished. Oh, it did? <laughs> yeah. All right, let me rephrase this. That's what the news Yeah, that's where I was going, Coop. That's where I was going. New San Diego State Stadium. Uh, I don't think they ever would. Would I go to the game? I mean, maybe. I guess it just kind of depends on why. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they would do that. It's a, it's a pretty small stadium. Why would they or why would you? Say you got a hot date. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why they would. Uh, and I guess I would if I got, like, cheap tickets or something. But I have no idea why they would go. 
Danby brings the hard hitting questions. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta love that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, moving on from from the Chargers, I think they look great. I love my Super Bowl pick. I'm I'm gonna ride with that all season long until I have a reason not to. So let's just quickly NFL red zone style, swinging around everybody, picking your uh, favorite game. Give us a quick, quick little, quick little blurb on why it was the best game. Coop, we'll start with you. Um, best game of the weekend, I think by far was, um, well, actually there's two that like stick out. Nope. Nope. Only one Cooper. Only one. Uh, nope, uh, uh, I'll go with the obvious one. I'll go Steelers Bengals. Um, Bengals had a terrible start. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think had three picks or three turnovers in the first half. Four, four. four in total. Five, four. not five, not six, not seven. So anyways, had a had a rough start. Um, Steelers looked like they were going to run away with it. But um, Bengals did, you know, Bengal playoff things, made a comeback, had a um, last-second touchdown and had a chance to, for the go-ahead uh, extra point. Extra point gets blocked, um, goes to overtime, and back and forth, missed field goals, um, ultimately leading to the Steelers. I think hitting a 50 yard for the win. So crazy game back and forth. Um, so yeah, best game of the weekend for me. Very nicely wrapped up Cooper. Very concise as always. <laughs> um, uh, Z boy, let's go to you. All right. I'll, I'll get this over with quickly. Mine's the same one. Bengals. Uh, Bengals. Oh, no, can't, can't, Steelers. Can't, nope. I'm doing it. Game. Nope. I'm doing it. Uh, it was, it's only my favorite because uh, you know, I, I did the double dip in fantasy. I took Joe Burrow. I have Joe Burrow on every single fantasy team I have this year. So uh, I put all my eggs in one basket there. Um, you know, at halftime, things were looking bleak. Uh, the boys group chat was giving me a lot of shit for my pick, even offering some trades. I think Kyler reached out and, and said he had a couple quarterbacks on, on his team that I might be interested in. But Joey B did Joey B things, came back. Hooked up with Jamar Chase multiple times to the displeasure of Daniel and Serpy. Um, and, and ultimately, for my for all intents and purposes, they were great for me. Uh, I will say, I think this is sort of a, an off game for the Bengals. I do think they are still really, really good. You take away even two of those interceptions, and I think this is, you know, a 14-point win, perhaps, uh, because I think there were five total turnovers, right? Didn't he also fumble the ball, aside from the four interceptions? Regardless, um, the guy threw the ball 53 freaking times that game. No one else in the, in the league. Did anyone else throw that many times, that many pass attempts? I don't know. That's an absurd amount. Um, I still believe in my Bengals, uh, but I'll wrap it up because I'm teetering towards Cooper, Cooper Lane here. Zimby? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> honestly, I was going to say Steelers Bengals as well. But for the content, I'll switch it up a little bit. In honor of Mr. Gilman not being here, I will say the Bears and the Niners. Reasoning behind that, one, the Niners lost. Two, they just had like a full-on like splash, uh, what was it called, splash pads back in the day? Slip and slide. Slip and slides, yes. They had a slip and slide party out at Soldier Field. They need to figure out that irrigation, but it was pretty cool to see it. They're having fun. And, you know, that aside from the Steelers Bengals, that's my, my next one. Quick, quick thing to add on, on the, on the bears. 
Justin Fields looks great in that uniform. We're talking Matt Ryan Falcons. Great. Oh, Courtney, watch out. I think he looks really good. The sleeves are just short enough. It's a lot of bicep that we're seeing. I'm a big Justin Fields looks great in a Bears uniform guy. Okay. Uh, Chris, Zambi, I don't know why I called you Chris. I've never called you Chris before. Uh, Zambi, that's a great call, giving Jake his, his shout out. Um, the Bears were somewhat surprising. So that was cool to see. Paige, I'll let you go, and then I can uh, wrap us up here. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Best game for me was uh, Thursday night football, Bills, Rams. Uh, Josh Allen looks great in shorts, looks great on the field, too. Uh, long story short, but uh, it was nice to hand L.A. a little loss for the first time in a while. So more on that later. Very nice. N- nicely nicely said. Way to – Way to incorporate that Thursday night game, making sure that um, we're, we're touched on everything here. Um, I'm going to go best game. This was in the afternoon slate after an electric morning. Giants-Titans. Hell of a comeback from the Giants. Gutsy move by Brian Dayballs, showing his um, fortitude there to uh, roll the dice, go for two. Saquon Barkley came alive. Cool to see Brian Dable getting the win. And I think if the Giants are somewhat relevant, that could be kind of fun because uh, they're pretty pretty god-awful otherwise. But uh, good to see Saquon running. We'll see if he can make it past like week four. But uh, I'll go with I'll go with that uh, that little upset there. I'm sure it really shocked some uh, survivor pools, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, week one in the books. Zambi, quick little trip to Fantasyland. Hello, all. Hello, all. Welcome to Zambi's Fantasyland here. It's not really a corner like Zambi's corner last year. We're keeping the whip on the hip this time. As the only person on this podcast who is not part of the league, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on the performers, the underperformers. We only have two minutes and 31 seconds left on this Zoom call, but make it, <laughs> make it quick, make it sweet, and have some love. I'll say one thing about my fantasy performance. Zane did beat me by a little over 20. Uh, Cam Akers, running back two, zero points. Tough. Tough. Gotta love what you see from Cooper Cup, though. Staying on pace. Absolutely. Uh, Jake, uh, I'll give a shout-out to Jake. He won sort of a nail-biter against uh, Weston, 105 to 101, thanks to a stellar performance by the double-dip tandem, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. And Cooper, what the hell is this game you and Penny played? 86 to 85? <laughs> the toilet bowl. Russell Wilson and Jalen Hurts were their quarterbacks. So uh yeah. I mean, I'm gonna chalk a lot of this up to CD not performing. Uh yeah, wanna see these nuts? I want to see these points, CD. Let's uh <laughs> let's get some more catches, get some more points. Uh this should not have been close at all. Um, luckily Russ was able to muster up a you know enough points to get the dub but not a great outing but uh shout out juju smith schuster i think he's gonna be uh quite the target for patrick mahomes i think he had eight receptions for 70 some odd yards um so yeah go juju high point man kyle george 133 fantasy points to start off the season week one so we'll keep you updated on the league i know everyone loves this part of the program where we get to break down our uh our uh, fantasy league but we're looking good uh, I'm not looking great, but I think I can bounce back. All righty. Well, week one wrapped up 
We're quickly looking ahead to week two. It all gets underway Thursday night with my Chargers hitting the road to Kansas City, taking on the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Remember, that is no longer on cable. You have to have Amazon Prime to watch the NFL now. So um, just friendly PSA for everybody there. But we got to get our pick them going for week two. So let's see here. Pick uh, Week one, I think Jake, Jake was our winner. A uh, couple of people didn't participate. Is that right? Yes, I'm. I did not join the league. I'm banned. I'm suspended for PEDs, like my uh, fellow statesman Tatis. But I'll still make my picks on the show. And uh, and I did not make my picks after dominating the the league last year. I decided to give everyone a one week handicap. Um, but we'll be back bigger and stronger this week. That's very that's very nice and and, and respectful. There, uh, Jake is in the lead, like we mentioned, with seventy seven points. He went 10 and five on his picks. Uh, I went six and eight with 67 points and Zambi nine and six with 66 points. So let's, uh, let's get her going with uh, week two. So let's start with uh, Mr. Um, uh, Royd boy, J page, what you got? <laughs> Give us your most confident pick and your least confident pick. Yeah, most confident. I'm going with my Bills over the Titans Monday night. Uh, I don't think there's a stage big enough for Josh Allen, big Josh Allen guy. Uh, it's going to be a re reoccurring theme on this show. Uh, least confident, I'm going Thursday night, Chargers Chiefs. I think it's a it's a coin flip. See, boys, right. clean and uh, concise. Clean and concise. There you go. There you go. Let's go to Coop. Uh, most confident, I am going to go. Oh, I just had where to go. I'm going to go Broncos-Texans, Broncos home opener. I don't think uh, they shit the bed as hard as they did Monday. So, easy dub for them. Uh, least confidence, I'm going to go – I'll go Cardinals-Raiders. Uh, Cardinals look like shit, but they still have Kyler Murray and a potent offense. Raiders look decent, so who knows? All right, Z-Boy. I, I wish my fellow uh, co-host Jake was here to enjoy this, but uh, most confident, the Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears on Sunday night, NBC 520 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, after dropping an absolute dud week one, Aaron Rodgers will come back. He will break the hearts of everyone in Chicago. Um, well, I guess it's at Lambeau, but he'll still break their hearts. And he will definitely win that game. Um, least confident, I think I'm going to go Carolina against uh, New York Giants, New York football Giants. That game just screams like a tie in overtime to me. <laughs> like, like a 13-13 tie. That one could be interesting. Uh, yeah, that's that's – that's a good one. I was, I was looking at that one and saying I have no idea who I'd pick. It is 50-50 right now on the ESPN Pick'em app. So that seems like a great pick there, Zane. Thanks, guys. Uh, Zambi. All right. So my most confident, speaking about uh, the Carolina Panthers, I take Baker Mayfield. This is a make-or-break game for his career, I feel like. If you can't beat the yeah. If you cannot beat the New York Giants, just consider yourself gone. You know, Baker needs to win this game. If he if he wants to be in the driver's seat for the rest of this game or rest of the season, excuse me. And 
I feel like who's going to who's going to replace him in the driver's seat? Sam Donald. Isn't he hurt? Am I wrong? Oh, yeah, he did get hurt in the last preseason game. Didn't he get carted? He got carted off the field. I thought. And that's why I believe in Baker Mayfield. (laughs) (laughs) My least confident here is my pick of the Falcons over the Rams. One, Drake London, superstar. Joe Kiley, if you're listening, I've been listening to you too. Two, Zane, Dan, the Rams suck. Get out of here. That's all I got. Dan, not a Rams fan. Pseudo, pseudo. <laughs> fan of the league, fan of the shield. I, I showed you guys I was wearing my NFL hat on Sunday to get ready for, for the for the full slate. Uh, let's see. All right. Going to me. Most confident. Uh, I'll go with Joey B and the Bengals at the very shorthanded Cowboys. Um, don't see the Bengals playing like that again. Don't see the Cowboys – uh, being able to compete with Cooper Rush. Um, so I will be taking the Bengals uh, at my max point limit there. Least confident, I think we have got a great football game, potentially, potentially an NFC Championship preview on Monday night. Vikings-Eagles, that's a toss-up to me. So there we go. That's week two. Uh, NFL slate's not amazing. If you, if you wanted to do something um, this weekend while the weather's still kind of all, all right outside, um, probably, probably this is the weekend to pick. If you're going on a hike, going backpacking, whatever it may be, um, I don't think we're going to miss a whole lot, uh, at least on paper, but it always delivers, baby. So just, just park it on the couch and enjoy. You only get 17 weeks of this, 18 weeks now. And there we go. That wraps up the NFL. Z-Boy, college football is all you. All right, boys, college football. This is my arena now. Uh, Start this off with a little uh, soliloquy about how my weekend went. As many of you may know or may not know, I spent the weekend with the missus up in the mountains, exploring nature, doing hippie backpack things. It was glorious, had a couple beers, but I missed, oh, and I caught quite a few fish. It was pretty electric up there in Idaho, but the panhandle of Idaho. But, you know, in the back of my head the entire time is what's going to happen with the Trojans? Are they going to beat the farm? I took them in the parlay with the boys. They better show up. Uh, So we get down from the mountain Sunday morning, and I'm just, you know, driving as fast as I can through this gravel road, begging Courtney to continuously refresh the ESPN app on her phone. 45 minutes later, uh, I get the notification, Trojans win 45-20 or 41-25 over Stanford, immediately call my old man, and he proceeds to tell me how I just missed one of the greatest weekends in college football. Upsets left and right. We had the Sun Belt Conference absolutely dominating the Power Five. Appalachian State is the hottest kid on the block right now. Texas almost pulled a close one out on Alabama. Pure electricity in college football this past weekend, boys. But before we get into all of that, we got to talk about our parlay picks. And I'm going to start off with the interns here, given that they had a little bit of a rough start last weekend. Uh, boys, how did we do? We'll start with Zambi. How did your pick go? Yeah, honestly, uh, 
Picking Baylor over BYU seemed like a pretty good pick. We all know how the BYU fans are amidst all the allegations that have been, in quote, cleared. However, this game went to double OT. There was a plethora of missed field goals, and it was basically uh, Baylor's game to lose, and they lost it. And the worst part about it was I was watching with a buddy. He had $315 on the money line, and I'm playing Call of Duty with them. They have a second TV. I don't have a second TV. And they're just like, oh, oh, okay, we're going to like sit. We're going to camp for this. Let's, let's watch a couple of plays. And so I'm just sitting there just not doing anything. And push comes to, to shove, you know, the Bears couldn't pull it out. And so it's tough. Um, that was a good pick. And, you know, you live and you learn. So on to the next week. Cooper. How'd you do? Uh, yeah, not great. I found myself drinking the Alabama SEC Kool-Aid this past weekend, and that failed miserably. Um, Texas, as we all know, I think all of us are tuned into that game, played uh, pretty, pretty fucking well, especially on the defensive end. And Quinn Ewers, who I thought would just be a deer in headlights, looked really sharp. And if he didn't get hurt, I think in the second quarter, Maybe Texas goes on to win that game. But, um, yeah, Bama's able to edge them out in the end. Um, but I think, long story short, Texas might be back. Do you, do you buy – are you drinking the Kool-Aid that Texas got screwed in this game by the officiating? That's been one of the bigger storylines, I'd say. Uh, I'm trying to – is there a controversial call that people are saying could have gone – the other way no idea i was, yeah, uh, was not watching yeah. there was that crazy ass like safety fumble oh yeah that was the big one i don't know i still don't know what was called there that was that was absurd um basically i think alabama should have at least it should have at least been a safety but they just ruled it that he got rid of it and it was incomplete and yeah that was that was a a big play. And, and then I think people were bitching about a holding call on Bryce Young's last scramble. That happens every game. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, not a great pick, but it turned out to be a great game. So, yeah, Coop, Coop, you didn't really give us much of a chance on that one. That was over at uh, probably like 1130 noon on Saturday. We, we, we were already dead. Um, at so, least it wasn't uh, the Thursday night game. Huh? It wasn't the Thursday night game like you did last week. Okay, I lost by half a point. Sue me. You okay, in- okay. Simmer down, boys. Simmer down. Dan, what was your pick? Did it land? Yeah, my pick landed. It was Arkansas, minus six and a half. They won by like 12. Easy money, but no money. Lost money, actually, because of Cooper and Zambi. So the interns are, are still not aligned, unfortunately. But we're, we're going to get there this week. I feel good. All right. Well, it sounds like you guys wait. You guys went one for one for two or two for three. One for one two. For three. One, for two. one for three. One for three. There's three of you. Uh, That's how math works. Yep. All right. Let's go on to the host side. Paige, what'd you pick and how'd you do? Yeah, uh, I unfortunately picked um, Texas A&M. <laughs> Didn't work out too well for us. I think everyone kind of knows how that one went down. I was so confident that I wasn't even like checking it. I think I was golfing actually. And I get in the cart and my buddy's just like, holy shit, AM lost. And I was like, what? 
So yeah, that was nutshell. Uh, was that the Appalachian? Was that the Appalachian State game? Appalachian State. We we talked about this in our group chat, and we were pretty adamant that North Carolina sucked week one. Appalachian yeah. State was just that was a fluke. But boys, are we? Is this Kool Aid that we're willing to drink? The App State Kool Aid. Give me the Mountaineers, baby. <laughs> they got college game day this week, so. Oh, who do they play this week? Could not tell you. The Troy <laughs> Trojans. Oh, Zane's Troy Trojans. My Troy Trojans. Never forget when I used to play NCAA football, video game was still around. I picked the Troy Trojans and take them to the promised land every year because they had straight Fs across the board. Um, I'll, I'll take over from here. I picked my USC Trojans uh, minus eight and a half over uh, Stanford, and they covered that in the first quarter of the game. It wasn't even close. It was a boat race from, from everything I've heard. Shout out Caleb Williams, second best odds, according to Vegas, to win the Heisman at this point in the season. Pure electricity. Throwing Jordan Addison as eighth on that list as well. That offense is something special, boys. There's something in the water in L.A. right now, and it's not pollution. <laughs> Hey, I'm drinking all the Kool-Aid. I love USC right now. I love the offense. I'm all about it. It is purely electric. I think Caleb Williams has like 671 passing yards and six touchdowns through two games. Um, so that'll work. Let's that'll not work. let's not forget about the miracle defense, the Ben Don't Break, as Dan calls them. Um, I Dan, we got to talk about how I, I neglected to tell everyone, you know, after I called my dad, I called Dan right away to talk about the USC game. I was so fired up. We, we haven't been fired up about a USC win like that in a while. We haven't, yeah. we haven't uh, just broken down the tape like that. But yeah, this, uh, this defense, um, certainly opportunistic. Uh, again, like I said earlier, very reminiscent of what the Seahawks did yesterday in terms of red zone turnovers. Um, they made the SC made some incredible plays down in the goal line. They had a tipped interception, just a jump ball. Little corner goes up, bats it, picks it off. Um, just absolutely hammering dudes, putting putting the helmet right on the football, popping it up, popping it loose. Um, very opportunistic. You can't make a mistake against them. They will make you pay. And they almost had another defensive touchdown, except a guy picked up the fumble with his knee already on the ground, unfortunately. So that would have been a little, little extra juice there. But – Trojans are looking good, and the boys, three of us here, will be in attendance to watch the USC Trojans. Maybe they could even be top five at that point. Who knows what could happen in the next week um, as they take on the mighty, undefeated Oregon State Beavers in a couple weeks. Although Oregon State has a tough test taking on the Montana State Bobcats this weekend. So (laughs) shout out Big Shout out out to the future in-laws and the Bobcats. Real, real quick note on a uh, USC. Does anyone want to guess what the over is set at for this week's USC Fresno State matchup? Oh, 68. 65. 73 and a half. Holy shit. Let's take it. Everybody, everybody's in. Hey, you can, you can bet the over. I, I have heard, I have heard that Fresno State's quarterback is like low key, a pretty electric player. Dude, Jake Hayner is no joke. Zane, I think you're going to like him. He kind of reminds me of you out there scrapping on the hoop fest court. 
I am not going to like anybody playing against USC. Maybe I'll watch him next weekend and uh, get a better appreciation for him. Uh, all, all, all I know is he um, he went into the Rose Bowl and beat UCLA a couple of years ago, and he's he's a Southern California kid. And his press conference earlier this week, he was saying about how USC was too big and strong to want little Jake Hayner, and now he gets to go play against him. So sounds like a little man's complex to me. <laughs> That's why I said he reminds me of you. Oh, it takes on the no, it takes on the no one, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that Cooper's chatting it up, we got to get to Jake's pick, which was probably the highlight of my weekend. As excited as I was about USC's win over Stanford, Notre Dame's at-home loss to the thundering herd of Marshall, Matthew McConaughey's "We Are Marshall," uh, blew a twenty-point spread. Cooper, it took everything in my willpower to not call you as soon as I got off the phone with Dan, but I knew that the Cowboys were playing. I knew there was a good chance, you know, your hopes could be driven up after, after that loss. What was Saturday night like for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're just, you're just kind of in shock. That's what, that was my initial uh, reaction. Um, yeah, they just, not sharp. You could definitely tell Marshall wanted that game more. Um, not a lot to be said. I mean, I think there's just some serious growing pains for the uh, Marcus Freeman era. Um, hopefully they figure out sooner than later. And to top it off, uh, their starting quarterback is not out the rest of the year. So it could be a long season for the Irish. But if we can somehow, you know, walk into, you know, the Coliseum and get the dub, I'll take it. Yeah, is it is it now you resort to like let's just win the rivalry games? Is that is that? The I mean, I feel like I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, we could go nine and three and then be in the Sun Bowl. Like, fuck, fuck that. Like, who cares? Let's just win the big games. Um, hopefully, you know, we can string together a couple wins and you know get some momentum going. But who knows? I mean, this team has uh, some grown up to do. What does uh, Marcus Freeman's buyout look like right now? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> you already on the hot seat. I mean, this is the worst start I think a Notre Dame coach has had. Uh, no, I think there's coaches that I think Lou Holt started own four. So, oh. <laughs> well, who does who does Notre play Notre Dame play next week? Uh, they play Cal. Oh, it doesn't. Oh. It's bad to lose to Marshall. To lose to Cal, Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Golden Bears. Coop, you cannot give us the look like that's an absurd take after just losing to Marshall. Oh, I mean, I it's there. There's nothing really impressive about this team right now. So, yeah, it well, could happen. I'm not. I won't. I won't say it won't. Was this the worst weekend of football in your life, Cooper? Um, maybe it very well could. <laughs> I do think it was capped off with, and Zane, you could probably attest to this. Uh, Scott Frost finally being let go was, you know, I think the dawn of a new day. So, yeah, that's a tough one because, uh, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I've heard like some not great rumors about some uh, off the field issues that he may be having uh, in his personal life uh, that I don't want to touch on. But, um, you know, I, I think Nebraska's problems are like well beyond their coaches, uh, you know, starting from Bo Pelini uh you know to scott frost uh, whoever else was in between that mess it, they're just 
I think they need to come to their like reality that Nebraska is just not the nineties Nebraska anymore. They're just a middle of the row Minnesota like big 10 team. And I, and honestly, they're probably, they're a lot worse than Minnesota right now. Um, that is going to be essentially a buy game for USC and UCLA when they join the big 10, I think we'll be far more concerned about Northwestern than we will about Nebraska. They're dead to me. I won't bet on them again for the rest of the season. But week one next year, absolutely, count me in. I always bet them to cover week one. But with that, boys, are there any other outstanding college football games from week three that we didn't – or week two that we didn't touch on? Any other any other goodies? Oh, yes, actually. Um, Cougs going into Camp Randall beating Wisconsin. That was kind of electric for the Pac-12. Yep. Big for the Pac-12 there. Big for the Pac-12. Katie and I were driving back from Spokane listening to – uh, the Cougars radio station based out of Moses Lake, Washington. So really, really good quality there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a big time win. I think it was the third non-conference loss Wisconsin has had at home in like the last 30 plus years. I mean, something longer than that. So that was, that was damn impressive. Good to see it. Bummer that SC doesn't play Wazoo this year because that would be fun. Yep. Fun indeed. All right, boys, it's time to make our picks for this week. Parlay series is open. I believe the hosts have pick one. Uh, Paige, pursuant to our discussions, are we in agreement with our current pick? I think we are. All right. With our, with our, with our number one pick that I texted you because you never responded to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 1-1. One, one. Right. It has to be the 1-1. One, one. The what? The 1-1. One, one. The one, one, like first round, first overall. All right, Paige, you say what's on your, what's on your mind. Say on my, on my mind. Yeah. Which one do you think is first? The one we all texted at the exact same time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when we were in our group chat, boys, we all at the exact same time, we were talking about teams. We like, we all sent this pick. It will be our first pick. It's going to be USC covering against Fresno state. Uh, all in like, a unanimous selection from the group. Um, are we riding a high? Are we going for three straight weeks of USC covers? Yes. Does knowledge about the over under being at 72 make me feel more confident? Uh, yes. There's going to be points galore. We just need three interceptions from USC's defense at the goal line again. And, I, and I'm confident in this one. <laughs> As am I. And, and I think, what is it at right now? Is it 12? Minus 12. Yeah. Keep in mind, boys, this is all subject to Jake's uh, bookie having different odds by like a half point usually. True. So lock us in. We're going USC minus 12. Interns, you're up. Think Coop. You got to go. I mean, I feel like no one's going to take my pick. No one's (laughs) going to take any of our picks. I think we're going to have a. Oh. Yeah, this is I don't like a, your pick, Cooper, uh-oh. but do it. The teams are already scrambling, dude. <laughs> the, it's the hodgepodge week for the interns, but I'll kick us off. Uh, Zane, you mentioned that you would never uh, bet on this team. Well, I'm taking Nebraska plus 11. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> you know, Cooper, what? You know what they say, the night is always darkest before the dawn. Well, it's the dawn of a new day, baby. We got a new coach. The boys are going to play with pride, going to play with passion. Probably not going to get the dub, but you know what? They're going to cover. So give me Nebraska, give me the Huskers, plus 11 and a half. Lock it in. 
I like it. I like it. Oh, emotion. Like Zambi, Zambi, do you like it? No, I do not like it. But the reason I prompted Cooper to do that because I feel like one of you guys were going to do the same thing. No, absolutely not. That that <laughs> line started at minus four and a half, and it has gone up to minus eleven for Oklahoma. Um, oh, I. Nebraska is just dead to that's me. A, that's, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Hey, you know what? They covered last year at OU. So they had a coach last year, or at they least got, some. They got, they got an assistant head coach. Them. Scott Frost hurts them. I think they're going to be better without him. They're going to they're going to play free and loose and play for their interim co- for the interim coach. This could be a coach O situation, Zane. Oh God! All right, Paige. Yep, I'm on the clock. Zane, I think we got to go with our number three on your list. My number three on the list? Yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. I like that a lot. Absolutely, 100%. I couldn't agree more. I can't believe it's still on the board. Yeah, I can't either. We're going Michigan State plus three and a half at UW. Absolutely absurd line. It's just a rat's pick is what it is, because why the fuck is UW favored over – is Michigan State a top-10 team? I think they're 11. Yeah, they're 11. Is UW ranked? No. Oh. I think it's just at UW. I mean, it is like the primetime ABC game, so. So what – does that help UW? Probably not, so. <laughs> is that – is uh, – Call someone, someone talk, you know, wisdom to me if they think that's a crazy pick. No, it's not at all. We were going to pick that. I don't know why the hell we picked Nebraska first. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why Zambia like me under the bus to go first. I didn't know when it was going to take. Oh, my- no, they're in shambles. Well, this Everybody. is, yeah, we, we wanted to take this one first, but it was by mere nature of us all selecting the USC game simultaneously without knowing it. We had to take it first just for the juju. Hey. But interns, uh- I'm turning it over to you. Oh, no. All I know is a storm's a brewing, Zane. I don't know if you're ready for it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And so with my pick, I'm taking Louisville plus two and a half. Oh. Why are you I have, I have absolutely no opinion on that pick. <laughs> I, I, what is it? Louisville what? Louisville two and a half against Florida State in Louisville, Kentucky. Friday night, 430. Ooh, are either of those teams oh, we're getting started on friday oh no oh my God. Going to Not the first one. are terrible in the intern chat right now they're not high i hate that pick oh. i just despise that pick i don't know I, I do kind of respect just the 50 50 pick basically where it's like you know we either we either end end the hopes <laughs> Friday or Thursday, whatever it is, or we don't have them at all. I love well, it. I mean, what's our what's our batting average right now? It's not good. I think you're one for six. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But we're yeah. two for six. So not doing much better. We're but not doing great either. We, we feel like we're in way better. Our vibes great. are way better. Yeah. All right. It's a matter of time before we catch catch a heater. Yeah, you're the one guy in California. Come on. <laughs> all right, Paige, are we ready for our next one? Yeah, are we doing number two? I think we got to do number two. Oh, full slate. Yeah. Uh, do you know what time this game starts? No. Boys, we're going to do Miami to cover the spread against – who are they playing again? We discussed this A&M. before. A&M. Oh, yeah. Miami's going to cover five and a half against AM. 
I love this pick. I hate that pick for you. I think AM is going to blow, going to come out so pissed off, play at home, and beat Miami. Oh, so you're Dan probably if Dan, Dan hates it, I love it. Yeah, that actually, I love the fact that we picked this. I, I did the same exact thing with Notre Dame. I'm doing the opposite this week. They suck. We know who they are. They are who we thought they were losers. <laughs> Miami, kind of a toasty team right now, I'd say. They got a good oh, quarterback. No more, no, no, they have no more turnover chain. No Give me Dyke all day, baby. Dude, this ball sucks. They they, they are just blowing blow out. They blew oh, out Bethune and Southern Miss. So. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, me on the clock. Let's. Uh, uh, I could go rogue. I could go really rogue and do it. Dan. Do, like, do it. Do what it. What are we doing? Um, I'm gonna go. For the sake of some content here, Gigum Aggies, Texas AM minus five and a half. Wow. Fight wow. Let's go, boys. Wow. I love, I love our chances now, Paige. The interns couldn't oh be more God. disappointed in Dan. That's oh. no, no. We all like it. We're all aligned on this one. Oh, man. Was this, were you guys all aligned? Is that true? We have a group chat. I mean, it was either that or me going rogue and just making a pick that no one cares about was going to be uh, Maryland minus three and a half against, I don't even remember. So I think this is more exciting. Well, at least you also gave yourself a, a Saturday night game. We have two college football after dark games here, Miami A&M at 6 PM on ESPN uh, and USC and Fresno state at seven 30 Fox baby. Um, but I think, I think that wraps us up with the picks. Um, do we, do we want to just quick, quick little, uh, MLB postseason talk here? I think we got some Padres and Nurs news. I'll let, I'll let Zambi start it off. Um, <clears throat> well, as some of you may not know, uh, the Mariners are playing the Padres. Yeah, I believe it's a three game set. Um, it's currently not on behind me, and I'm just waiting on a calzone right now. And, yeah, you know, I think the marriage is in pretty, pretty well. And Jay Page might be on the hot hot seat. So, up to you. Yeah, my heat, my seat is definitely heating up. Uh, we don't have the comfortable lead that the Mariners have in their wild card hunt. Uh, Padres are currently up two games on the Brewers. Um, and every day I'm just kind of looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, this might not happen again. And it sucks. Uh, it also fucking sucks that we're probably playing the best Dodgers team that's been fielded in like 10 years. This team's lineup is disgusting. We play them like six more times. So that's really cool. Uh, it doesn't help us out at all that they're also chasing the, uh, MLB wins record. So they're coming on every game. Uh, yeah, no, let's, uh, I'm just hoping for the best. I'm hoping for them to get hot at the very end of the season, the right time. But besides that, it's all I got. Yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate the Dodgers love there, Paige. Thank you for that. Um, AL wildcard situation is absolutely bananas. Um, it's a three team race basically for the, the home field advantage in that wildcard series. Currently the Mariners have it but they're tied with the Blue Jays. And 
the Tampa Bay Rays are only a half game behind them. Luckily, that does actually favor the Mariners because the Blue Jays and the Rays are in the same division. And so ideally, one of them will knock each other out. Mariners will get that home field advantage in uh, in the wild card, which, by all accounts, is all the Mariners want this year. So, shout out Zambi. Hey, Mariners, Mariners Sunday game, absolutely electric. Blew a 6-1 lead to the Braves. Came back in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Julio Homer to tie it, and then Suarez walk-off ball. Pretty electric. Gotta feel like this is the Mariners year if they're doing things like that. And that's it, folks. That's all we have. Less than a minute to go on this Yeah, we're kind of close here. Thanks, everyone, as always, for listening. Uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. A lot of sports going on. Uh, so try not to get a little uh, too tired or anything like that. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. But, hey, thanks for listening. Boys, I'll catch you next week. Hope you guys are better than ours. Deuces. <laughs>